Welcome to Reflections of Darkness, Shades of Grey, Episode 5. This is your gorgeous drag classic horror hostess evil, coming to you from my Lair of Eternal Damnation. Hello, pod people. I hope you're all doing well this evening. As you know, tonight's movie is The Mummy from 1932. What you don't know is that as a child, a hundred years ago, I was super into anything Egyptian. I used to read all about it, dream of going to Egypt... One day I even thought for a while I wanted to be an archaeologist, but I hate heat, sunlight, getting dirty, uh, so that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so tonight's movie, like most from this time, takes a lot of liberties with Egyptian lore and mythology, but don't hold that against it. I mean, they're still doing it to this day. Hello, the mummy from 2017? Uh. <laughs> it's a quick little movie at 73 minutes, so... Let's get on to tonight's main feature. Enjoy. Tonight we are reviewing The Mummy from 1932. Fun fact, they were toying with different names for this movie, like Imhotep or King of the Dead. Uh, I think they did okay with The Mummy. <laughs> the opening with the rotating model was cute. We hear the opening music, and it's the same opening music as from Dracula. And that's not the only thing it shares with that movie. Boris Karloff, obviously, as the mummy, and just a year earlier, he was Frankenstein's monster. Now, during the credits, we zoom in on a papyrus scroll, and it gives us a little translation over it. This is the scroll of Thoth. Herein are set down the magic words by which Isis raised Osiris from the dead. Ooh. <laughs> we open on three archaeologists, two of them in suits, Sir Joseph Wemple and Dr. Muller, in the desert heat, in suits, yeah, okay. And one younger one in more archaeology, archaeologist outfits. Uh, and the man that's playing Dr. Muller was Van Helsing in Dracula. There's another thing. <laughs> so they are talking about the mummy they found. And a find like this. Well, how can you wait? This is your first trip. I've been out here ten years, and I'm more curious about that mummy than you are. And even more about that box. Yeah. The viscera were not removed. The usual scar made by the embalmer's knife is not there. I guessed as much, Miller. I had a good look at him when I photographed him. Never saw a mummy like that. Did I imagine as anyone else? Looks as though he died in some sensationally unpleasant manner. Contorted muscles show that he struggled in the bandages. Buried alive. Impotent. High priest of the temple of the sun at Karnak. Poor old fellow. Now, what could you have done to make him treat you like that? An execution for treason, I suppose. Sacrilege, more likely. Look. Sacred spells which protect the soul in its journey to the underworld have been chipped off of the coffin. The Wimbukdep was sentenced to death not only in this world, but in the next. So then they open a box that was buried with the mummy. Inside that box is a metal box made out of gold with unbroken seals of Pharaoh Amenophis. The box they pull out is amazing. It's so ornate and beautiful. And then there's a curse on the top. The curse says, Death, eternal punishment for anyone who opens this casket in the name of Amon-Ra, the king of the gods. Immediately, the younger guy wants to open it. 
but the two older men are undecided and go outside to weigh the options of opening it and what might be inside. And one says it may be the scroll of Thoth, which apparently is a well-known thing. Never heard of it. Honestly, maybe back in the 20s, they were a little more hurry up, pull it out, dig it up, you know. I feel nowadays archaeologists spend much more time like cataloging everything and where it was and the position it was in and before they even think about like pulling it out of the dirt. But, you know, what do I know? So the younger guy can't help himself and he opens the box. And what's inside? Well, it looks like a scroll. So the old men were right. So he unrolls the scroll, which he would never do, and starts to translate it as the camera pans to the mummy and back to the man and back to the mummy. And the mummy's eyes open. Uh-oh, the curse is real. This mummy makeup is amazing. It's too bad we don't get to see a lot more of it through the whole thing. You don't ever really get to see the mummy walk full body in the outfit. But it is a really cool look. So Imhotep slowly starts coming alive and heads for the scroll. And just takes the scroll. And then the young guy sees him and just starts laughing. He snapped. <laughs> Jump to 10 years later, in the Field Expedition Season 1932 British Museum Archaeology Hut, or whatever it is, and we meet Frank Wemple, played by the very handsome David Manners, who played John Harker in Dracula. <laughs> it's like they were all part of the same studio. Uh, weird. Any hoozle. So, Frank is the son of one of the archaeologists, Sir Joseph Wemple, from the beginning. And he's there with another archaeologist, and they get a visitor from down the Nile. Enter Imhotep the mummy. But now he's a man named Ardith Bey, which is an anagram for death by Ra. Isn't that cool? And he is there to give the archaeologists a gift. Your expedition has not been a success. <laughs> Scarcely. Here are the season's finds. Permit me to present you with the most sensational find since that of Tutankhamun. This is very sporting of you. May I ask why? We Egyptians are not permitted to dig up our ancient dead. Only foreign museums. Well, what's this? Part of the funerary equipment of the Princess Anxanarman, daughter of Amenophis the Magnificent. Yes, it's her name. I found that not 100 yards from where we are. You mean you think her tomb is there? I will show you where to dig. I'm sure it's very good of you, mister. I didn't catch your name. Ardeth Bay. So Ardeth Bay shows them where to dig. He just walks over to a hill, points, and goes right there. <laughs> if it were only so easy. So digging time, and digging time is over, and they find Anaxonomun's tomb with the seal of the seven jackals, and it hasn't been opened in 3,700 years. We get some newsreel of the tomb being discovered, and then cut to the Cairo Museum. And there's this text. This gallery contains the mummy and complete funerary equipment of the princess Anaxonamun, 18th dynasty, circa 1730 BC. 
All objects in this room are from her unplundered tomb, discovered by the British Museum Field Force, 1932. And then we see that Ardith Bay is looking at the mummy of the princess Anaxonamun, and not just looking, but transfixed. Weird cut to our main actress, Helen, played by Zita Johan. She is lovely and has enormous eyes, and she's at this party dancing, her dress is gorgeous, and she's this tiny little thing. Oh, I love her. Cut back to Ardith performing a spell from the Scroll of Thoth, trying to resurrect Anaxuna Moon, and Helen, across town, gets in this trance, stops dancing, walks away from her dance partner, stops to grab her fur, of course, because even people in a trance wouldn't leave their fur behind. Then she grabs a taxi and heads to the Cairo Museum. <laughs> now, I guess the first couple times I've watched this, I never noticed the weirdness of her stopping to get her fur and then leaving. But it was it was pretty funny. I just think if you're in a trance, you're being pulled, you're like, whatever, nothing else matters, go there. But it was funny anyway. It's also funny that she's wearing a fur in Cairo. I don't know. I just feel it's too hot. So when she gets to the Cairo Museum, Frank and his father were just leaving. And as Frank goes to help her, because she's banging on trying to get in, uh, she passes out on the door. So they carry her to someone's home, and they lay her on a couch as she mutters ancient Egyptian. Back in the Cairo Museum, a guard catches Ardith Bay, and they struggle, and he kills the guard. Well, cut back to Helen, and she's awake, and Frank is talking to her about the princess. You're partly Egyptian, aren't you? Yes. Why did you guess that? Well, I don't know. Just something about you. You know, I'd have liked Egypt better if I'd met you there. But no such luck. Stuck in the desert for two months, and was it hot? That tomb. What tomb? Surely you read about the princess. So you did that? Yes. The 14 steps down and the unbroken seals were thrilling. But when we came to handle all her clothes and her jewels and her toilet things, you know they buried everything with them that they used in life. Well, when we came to unwrap the girl herself... How could you do that? Had to. Science, you know. Well, after we'd worked among her things, I felt as if I'd known her. But when we got the wrappings off, I saw her face. You'll think me silly. I sort of fell in love with her. Do you have to open graves to find girls to fall in love with? I say, now I know what it is about you. There was something about her head. Then they get a call that the guard was found dead in the room that the princess was in, and that he died of shock. But the scroll of Thoth was found with him. Cut back to Frank kissing Helen, and the two older men walking back in, and they're upset about Imhotep and the scroll and the curse. Okay, so I love in old movies... And I guess new ones sometimes. People meet, and like five minutes later, they're in love. I mean, I can see hooking up with a stranger. God knows I'm no stranger to that. But these people are ready to get married and die for each other. It's just crazy. I know I know it's a movie, but still, it's just silly. So guess who shows up? Ardith Bay, and his glowing eyes, and he mutters a spell or something, and entrances the house servant. So Ardith goes into where Helen is, and he lurks over her, and she wakes up and doesn't scream. She just stands up and starts talking to him. Thousand pardons, I am Ardeth Bay. I'm Helen Grove. I called to see Sir Joseph. He's in the study. A conference? If I might perhaps wait. Yes, of course. Have we not met before, Miss Grosvenor? No, I don't think so. I don't think one would forget meeting you, Ardeth Bay. Then I am mistaken. But you are of our blood. As to that, I am not mistaken. Yes. My mother was Egyptian. So the men are debating burning the scroll in the study, as they realize that Ardith is there and in with Helen. It's a very weird scene, as you can tell he's kind of trying to entrance Helen, and Ardith then finds out that Helen was heading towards the museum while he was doing that spell. 
So he's kind of getting the clue that her spirit and Anaxana Moons are joined somehow. So finally, the other guys convince Helen to go back to her hotel. So she begrudgingly leaves, still slightly entranced. So the two doctors reveal Imhotep for who he is, and they keep using this one shot of Karloff facing the camera with the glowing eyes. It's a cool shot. They use it through the whole movie. Cut to Imhotep using a pool of water to spy on Sir Joseph, and he casts a spell on the doctor to have a heart attack just before he can burn the scroll. Then his servant goes in, grabs the scroll, switches it with newspaper so it looks like the scroll was burned in the fireplace. Smart. We see that Frank still doesn't believe Ardith is the mummy, so Dr. Muller and Frank are going to head over to Helen's hotel. On the way to see Helen, Dr. Mullen figures out that the ashes were that of newspaper and not the scroll. So the doctor gives Frank an Isis charm to protect him. I guess he doesn't need one himself. Mm. Cut to Helen, not in her hotel room, heading to Ardith Bay's. And she is in this amazing outfit with these buttons going down in a diagonal. This coat is everything. So Imhotep does a look into the past spell in his uh, magic jacuzzi. And they look at ancient Egypt. And this scene is amazing. And the sets are fantastic. And so you see the story of uh, what happened. Like she died and he had to be with her. And so he used dark Egyptian magic. And then the pharaoh found out. So they buried him alive. And they wrap him alive and they put him in a sarcophagus and they deface it so he cannot reach the afterlife because using those dark spells was sacrilege. And then he's buried with the scroll in the box instead of just burning the scroll like they should have back then. And then all the slaves that buried him were killed. And then all the soldiers who killed those slaves were also killed so no one would find him. Now that is a way to keep a secret, people. <laughs> Most of this scene was all done with music and very little voiceover from Karloff. It's actually a great scene. This may also have been the spot in the movie where they cut a big scene showing Helen in different time periods through history, having been reincarnated going all the way back to Anaxana Moon. Too bad they took that out, because that scene, I'm sure, would have been gorgeous, one. And it actually kind of helps the story, because then you understand why, whenever he's trying to summon Anaxana Moon, Helen is coming to him. You see, uh, I didn't get that the first couple times, but, so that's what it is. Uh, so then Imhotep says that Bast the cat goddess, the cat Egyptian goddess, needs to kill Frank because she's starting to fall in love with him. I thought they were already in love. Whatever. So his white fluffy cat runs out of the room. I'm guessing that's the spirit of Bast? <laughs> I don't know. Cut to Helen finally getting back to her hotel room with Frank waiting. So then we cut to Helen sick in bed, quote unquote, trying to convince the nurses to let her go because staying here is killing her and she needs to get to Imhotep. So he must keep like summoning Anaxana Moon and it's draining her. So Dr. Mullen says to go to Inhotep the next time he calls. <laughs> on the cell phone. No, so the next time he calls. So they can follow her and find him. So Frank takes off his Isis amulet and puts it on Helen's door to protect her. And Imhotep immediately starts a spell to kill him, but he gets to the amulet just as he passes out. As Helen, opening her door, walks right over him and to the museum. <laughs> and Helen is now Anaxana Moon. And this outfit and wig are amazing. Those little curl bangs are everything. So Imhotep burns the old body of the princess so her spirit won't go back in it? I don't know. I didn't get that scene. It's weird. Then Helen and Anaxana Moon have an identity crisis, and Imhotep wants to kill Helen to make her a living mummy like him to live forever. But she doesn't want to do that, so she starts praying to Isis for help since she was one of the virgin priestess in her temple. Cut to Dr. Mullen, finding Frank passed out. Yay, he's still alive. And they both head over to the museum. They get there 
just as Imhotep is about to kill Helen, but the Isis statue comes alive and burns the Thoth scroll, and Imhotep becomes a mummy again and collapses into a pile of bones. The end. <laughs> well, that was the mummy from 1932. It's funny when you watch this one and the newer ones, what inspirations they took from this movie. Well, at least the Brendan Fraser one. <laughs> so I give The Mummy from 1932, 8 out of 10, fur stoles. Uh, oh my god, almost all of Helen's outfits in this movie were amazing. Now, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, family, and your neighbors to listen to the podcast. Feel free to message me any questions, comments, concerns. All my contact info is over at evilqueensf.com. Well, that's enough black and white horror for me tonight. As always, keep watching classic scary movies. Bye bye Maybe he got too gay with the Vestal Virgins in the temple. Possibly.